ஹம்துல்லாஹிஃபாசனாத்துலாஹிஸ்தீன்ஸ்தீன்ஸ்தீன்ஸ்தீன்ஸ்தீன்ஸ்தீன்ஸ்தீன்ஸ்தீன்
and now he was in a place which was more lit because perhaps it was at night it was much more brighter now in the looked carefully and he recognized that this is the Nawab and when he recognized this is the Nawab first he started perspiring and then he started stuttering and then his knees started shaking and then he couldn't even standing anymore and he had to end up sitting down and he had to be helped carried away from there now he's the same person for that long while while pulling that rickshaw along he's the same person who was talking to the same nawab and he was saying what comes to his mind he was not in any way afraid of anything he had no concern he had no fear no nothing to be concerned about everything was just carrying on and then suddenly when he just recognized that nawab everything changed so dramatically started perspiring started stuttering knees started shaking couldn't remain standing anymore so what changed what brought this whole transformation into his condition the transformation came on the basis of having recognized that nawab now this is an example which some shaykh gave to just simply explain that what marifat does to a person that when he has recognized one worldly person but that worldly person who has some authority has some power so to say he may be able to take a person and have him thrown into prison he could create quite a few problems for him so out of that fear now when he recognized him his whole condition changed and now if somebody had to try and force him also to repeat even one line of those things he was saying without any hesitation he was just giving his whole stories that under any amount of force also he won't say it why because now he's recognized that nawab the same thing we need to consider now in terms of our own situation to what extent have we gained the marifat of allah taala and how we'll know to what extent we gained the marifat of allah taala by pondering over our own situation at the time of salah what do we do how do we react regarding rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam it is mentioned that after he would spend a long time standing in tahajjud and then towards the last part of the night he would take a short nap little rest and then when the azan would be called for fajr wa idha sami'a al azana wasaba the word used is wasaba when he would hear the azan literally translated he would jump up how many times it happens that when we hear the azan it might be fajr time if we hear it or some other time or no come to know it's time or heard the alarm that now it's fajr time the person tucks himself even more he tucks himself even more now that is an indication of what's the extent of marifat allah taala has called allah taala has summoned us to his court person gets the summons just merely reading that summons the appearance date is long from that time to it's two months away but he received a summons to appear in court 
so already starts making his stomach turn and all kinds of things start happening Allah Ta'ala has summoned us to his court the Mu'azzin on behalf of Allah Ta'ala has now called on the hukam of Allah Ta'ala Hayya ala salah Hayya ala al-falah now whether it is Fajr Salah whether it is Zuhar, Asar, Maghrib, Isha at that time what is the preparation for Salah how does a person respond that is an indicator of the level of Marifat a person has come into the house of Allah Ta'ala how he has come is it just the last minute he's dashed in and he's waiting for the first moment to dash out say last in first out because that's the labor law so now he's also in some kind of employment in the masjid so he came in last so he'll leave first so that's an indication of what's the level of marifat a person is now confronted with some temptation confronted with some desire for haram now how does he handle himself at that time what does he do that will be an indicator of the extent of marifat to the extent of marifat now this person just saw that Nawab had recognized him his whole halat changed his whole condition transformed in one moment and so dramatically he couldn't remain standing so likewise when the real recognition of Allah Ta'ala comes in the Quran Sharif is filled with ayat that draw our attention to recognizing Allah Ta'ala Ar-Rahman fas'al bihi khabira ask those who are aware about Allah to recognize him to understand who our Rabbi is so when this happens then a person will find a different his life will be different we've learned many things we've learned we've taken time to study a lot of things in dunya to learn how to do things to learn how to run our businesses to how to do our jobs our professions our day-to-day things how to do things in our homes we've learned a lot of things but the time has come now to learn to recognize Allah Ta'ala to learn to gain the marifat of Allah Ta'ala this is one incident that also the mashayikh used to give us a very deep lesson these are all parables sometimes but these parables are meant to bring some very deep messages to us some very deep lessons there is some youngsters where decided to go for an outing so now everything was very very calm and a good cool breeze and they were quite energetic that morning very very full of spirits so now they decided to go for an outing they came to the river bank so now they wanted to now do something so they see this one old man he's running a boat from one end of the river to the other end of the river so let's take a boat ride so now they jumped into the boat but now have to have some entertainment can't just be a dry journey so now how to entertain themselves but that is the tragedy of this insan that he becomes so selfish that he'll entertain himself at the expense of hurting others he'll entertain himself in a manner that will offend others and he'll get great joy out of it he'll entertain himself in a way that puts others, humiliates them, puts them down he'll even maybe cause harm to them in some other way but that all will become great amount of fun and excitement this is when akhlaq when akhlaq has left then it's just in name 
when the reality of akhlaq there is no akhlaq whereas akhlaq on the day of qiyamah the weightiest thing on the scales of good deeds khuluqin hasan good akhlaq obviously having fulfilled the farais etc staying away from haram what is really going to add value to a person's amal and to you know, really put weight on that scale of good deeds khuluqin hasan good akhlaq good character the month of ramadan among the things nabi sallallahu alaihi mentioned wa huwa shahrus sabr sabr is at the peak of good akhlaq so it is teaching us that this month this month must become a month where a person also is working on his akhlaq he's trying to inculcate good character in him the tragedy is that the month of ramadan comes and many a person loses his akhlaq because we haven't understood what the whole purpose of ramadan is what the purpose of the fast is so now these youngsters also decided to entertain themselves so how best to entertain themselves here in this boat now they felt well now this is old man here let's make him the subject of our entertainment so one youngster asked him in a very very innocent manner but pretending to be just innocent about it that uncle tell me what what did you study oh, what courses you've done and what see since by i didn't study anything I, from the time I was a young boy, I've been just. This is how I was earning my living. I studied nothing. So when he said he studied nothing, so the other youngster, second person, in absolute like amazement, what you haven't studied science yet? So he says, no, boy, I didn't study any science. The other fellow, then the third chap, he did it his turn as well. So he said, but what about trigonometry and geometry? he says what is the names of some places or is the name of people or what is this trigonometry and geometry so now this became a very big joke for everybody and all burst out laughing that he doesn't even know whether this is the name of people or places or what is this trigonometry and geometry and then the fourth person asked something similar also that what you you didn't learn this science and that he says but i didn't learn all these things i'm totally ignorant i'm illiterate i don't know all these things any case they had a good laugh about it and the old man also caught up that they're just making a fool of me and he fell down or whatever he fell they kept quiet what else is going to do kept quiet carried on now this was still a little way ahead before they reached the other end of the river suddenly the clouds suddenly came up and then the very heavy wind came in and suddenly this heavy wind started making that boat swing and it became very very dangerous now i don't know when it will just topple So now when this became the situation and all of their faces now changed color everybody is sitting in fear so now this old man said look i learned nothing but now you learn so many things you all have all these long long names and all these fancy things you've learned good to you very good for you but now tell me one thing acha when when they asked him all these questions what you learned what you learned and he had no answer so they finally told him you waste what's your age 40 years you have wasted half your life 40 years you didn't learn any of these things you wasted half your life so now in any case now as it we went along and the storm broke out and now this boat is rocking so now his turn came to say something so he asked them very very calmly son tell me you learned all these long long things but have you learned how to swim they said look we learned all these big big things but swimming is the one thing only we didn't learn 
Everything else we learned. Everything else we have big, big certificates for. But how to swim, that's one thing we didn't learn. She said, well, you see, I lost, I wasted half my life. But this now is any time going to topple, you've wasted your whole life. You have wasted your whole life that you didn't learn how to swim. Because that's now going to be the means of getting you to the bank. When this topples, all your science and your geometry and your trigonometry and all those things, it was good for you where you were. But now in this boat, when it's going to topple, none of those things are going to be able to help you to get to the bank. Now what will help you to get to the bank is how to swim. I learned how to swim. So I'll make it to the bank. So you wasted your whole life. Now this is an example, it's a story that the, a parable, but a very, very deep message in it. That we've learned so many things in dunya, but have we learned to recognize Allah Ta'ala? When suddenly the time comes when the boat of our life will topple, and it will just leave us in our grave. At that time, none of these things will come to of any avail to us. All that expertise and all that long, long degrees and certificates and whatever else, whatever was done within the limits of Sharia to earn a halal living, no problem. Provided it was done within the limits of Sharia for the right purposes, used in the right manner, person did whatever he had to do to earn a halal living in the correct manner, Alhamdulillah, that too will become deen. But if we didn't learn to swim to the akhirat, to swim to Jannah, meaning through all the fitnas, to recognize Allah Ta'ala, then he has left himself in a very, very dangerous situation. When that boat is suddenly going to topple, he is in a big problem. So this is what this Mubarak month of Ramadan, Allah Ta'ala has given us, this taqwa that we have repeatedly been hearing about, this is all about this marifat. Person who becomes truly muttaqi is the person who will gain the marifat of Allah Ta'ala. Having the marifat of Allah Ta'ala will make him muttaqi. When he's recognized Allah Ta'ala, it will become very easy for him to obey Allah Ta'ala. To stay away from the things Allah has prohibited. So this taqwa that is repeatedly discussed in the Quran Sharif, in several places Allah Ta'ala mentions and gives the command of taqwa and together with that, immediately, Allah Ta'ala gives us some prescription of how the taqwa, acquiring of the taqwa will become easy. Something to ease that for us. This is the manner Allah Ta'ala commands us. Allah Ta'ala's address also is full of shafqat, full of affection. Allah Ta'ala's commands are not like, na'uzu billah, how some tyrant ruler gives commands, do this otherwise, this is the end result. Just Allah Ta'ala gives his command in such a way that makes it very easy for his bandhas. كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ السَّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Allah Ta'ala says his fasting is prescribed upon you. It's a command. But again Allah says, it was prescribed on those before you also. So nothing to become very concerned about. They managed it, you'll manage it also. And then further Allah says, أَيَّامًا مَعْدُودَاتٍ Just a few days. Allah Ta'ala out of His grace, Allah is Ahkabul Hakimin. We are total slaves of Allah Ta'ala. But Allah Ta'ala is making it easy for us. Presenting it in a way that His bandhas are able to take it very easily. So likewise, in several places in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala gives us the command of taqwa, 
The command also is in such an affectionate address. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. This Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. It's translated because no translation can ever do justice to it. The translation can just convey to some extent the meaning. But the full import and the impact of that expression, no other language can ever do justice to it. This is not just, O you who believe. It is a most affectionate manner of addressing somebody. Like in every language, there is something to express some affection. Say, beta, so now one is son, but that in the context it is used, it will have a different connotation. It will come out with a different tone. So now that beta has a different whole impact. Impact of affection, of muhabbat. Ya amanu. Allah Ta'ala is giving us some command thereafter, but with a very affectionate address. O oh my beloved servants, Ya Yuhalladina Amanu, O those who believe, Ittaqullah, adopt taqwa, fear Allah. This fear is that fear, the reality of this fear is the fear of displeasing the beloved. When a person has muhabbat, when he has true love, then he doesn't want to do anything that will displease the beloved. That is the true essence of this taqwa. But at a lower level, even a person is afraid of punishment. That too is a starting point. That he will stay away from sin because of the fear of punishment. That too, inshallah, will take him to, the, to somewhere ahead. Allah Ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqullah. In one place, in Surah Hashar, Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqullah, wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat lighad. Now this is the part that's making that ittaqullah, making it easy for him. You have been told now that fear Allah, so how is it going to become easy to acquire this? Allah Ta'ala gives a prescription. Let every person ponder and think what has he sent ahead for tomorrow? Tomorrow, the hereafter, the day of Qiyamah, how is he going to appear in front of Allah Ta'ala? A person who keeps thinking about this, then that taqwa will become very easy. Because now what do I want to send ahead for myself? What kind of actions what do I want to go there and find for myself? Do I want to find sins and vices? Things that are going to then throw me in azab and punishment? Or do I want to have sent ahead that kind of amal that will become a source of comfort for me? That will secure a place for me under the arsh of the... Arsh of Allah Ta'ala. That will become a means of taking me across on the Sirat, on the bridge across Jahannam, with the speed of lightning. Because this too, it's according to the person's amal that he will go across. In the Hadith Sharif, there's various detailed descriptions that there will be somebody who will go with the speed of, with the blink of an eye, and somebody at the speed of lightning. And then somebody at the speed of a very, very fast horse. And somebody at the speed of a camel. Camel can't go as fast as a horse. Very much slower. And then descriptions are given. Somebody will go crawling. But now, can we imagine a person going crawling? Oh, what a difficult situation he'll be in. And the Hadith Sharif states, Tajri bihim a'maluhum. What is the difference? Why the speed difference? Somebody in the blink of an eye and somebody crawling. What's the difference? 
their actions are going to be carrying them along. So somebody's actions were at that level, so it took him at that speed. And somebody's actions were that weak, now he's crawling. And Allah forbid he gets tired of crawling, he's going to fall, where he's going to fall. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So Allah Ta'ala is giving us this prescription that look, this taqwa is what has been commanded to you, so this is the prescription. This is what will make the taqwa easy for you. That keep thinking, pondering, looking ahead. Whatever I sent ahead, whatever I sent in terms of my amal, what kind of akhlaq have I sent ahead? Because everything will come up on the day of Qiyamah. What kind of mu'amalat, what kind of mu'asharat, all this will come up. And either it will take a person fast towards Jannat, or Allah forbid will drag him towards Jahannam. So in this particular ayat, this is the prescription. وَالْتَنْزُرْ نَفْسٌ مَا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدْ In another ayat Allah Ta'ala says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهِ وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا يُسْلِحْ لَكُمْ أَعْمَالَكُمْ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Again the first part of it is the same command, very affectionate address. O oh, you who believe, fear Allah. And then, what's going to help, what's going to bring, make that taqwa achievable? So Allah Ta'ala says, وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا There's such a tremendous link here. The command is of bringing taqwa alive. And the prescription Allah is giving in order to help the person achieve that taqwa is قُولُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا سَدِيدًا literally translated is straight, speak straight. Speak straight meaning speak that which is correct. Speak that which is lawful. Speak that which is pleasing to Allah Ta'ala. Included in it, the Mufassirin have written, speak in a way that is good. One is to speak good. Speaking good is one part. But speaking good in a good way, that's a separate matter. Sometimes a person speaks good, but in a bad way. So he's still not Paul and Sadira. Speaking good in a good way. Sometimes that good way is just reserved for all the haram places. Person speaks very, very sweetly to the secretary. And he's speaking very sweetly to the female customers. Even the male customers don't see that part of him. And suddenly the business associates and whatever else, whoever he has to do business with, if it's suddenly a female on the other end, on that line, suddenly the whole tone has changed. Probably his wife never heard that tone any time or so. She probably was never addressed with such sweetness, perhaps apart from the maybe the so-called honeymoon. So now what happened now? Where is that Paul and Sadid at home? Where is it with one's parents? Where is it with one's immediate family? Suddenly that Paul and Sadid got left only for the haram places. And that's why many a person just complains that come from years that my husband comes home, he never ever smiles. So Ajeeb thing, never ever smiles. So perhaps, says, well, some people, this was their analysis of it, he says, well, actually what happens is, so busy smiling the whole day at all the wrong people. Smiling the whole day at all the wrong people. So now by the time he comes home, his jaws are paining. So his jaws are paining, he can't enter 
with a smile, he enters with a frown, and then he's very grumpy. Whereas Rasulullah, what was his manner of entering the home? Salam, with a smile, bringing happiness and cheer to everybody, creating muhabbat. But all the things that were supposed to be done, the right things are being done in the wrong places. The right thing is not happening in the right place. So that too became wrong now, it's no more right. So any case, the speaking, speaking the good things in a good way, speaking correctly, speaking what is pleasing to Allah Ta'ala. What is this going to bring? Allah Ta'ala says, this is such a great thing that a person is always speaking the truth. That is part of Qawlan Sadida. Always speaking the truth. Always speaking in a good manner. Always speaking in a way that creates this good feeling, this muhabbat. What will be the outcome of this? Yuslih lakum a'amalakum wa yaghfir lakum dhunubakum. This will become the means of the islah of your a'mal. There's a saying of one tabi'i, the name escapes the mind now. He says that I haven't seen anything like this, that you'll find that a person sometimes might be very upright in many other things. Might be upright in his salah also, might be upright in many things. But you'll find many such a person, despite being upright in so many aspects, but he will be failing with regards to his tongue. But you will never find, this is talking in his experience, not a hadith sharif, it's his experience, he said, you'll never find, you'll never find that a person, a Muslim, is very, very much in order with regards to his tongue. Whenever he speaks, he speaks the truth. Whenever he speaks, he speaks what is the right thing to say. Whenever he speaks, he speaks in the correct manner. He speaks in a way that is creating that muhabbat, that love. He speaks that which is pleasing to Allah Ta'ala. He never makes ghibat. He never lies. He never causes any taklif with his tongue to people. He says, you will never find such a Muslim who is so guarded about his tongue that he is then shirking in other aspects of deen. Now this is his experience. If you wish we can go and try and check it for ourselves. That a person has brought his tongue in order. He's brought his tongue under control. He gets angry as well. He gets provoked also. He also is tired sometimes. He is also sometimes feeling irritable. Sometimes he is also down. He also goes through all emotions and ups and downs and whatever else. But he's learned to keep his tongue in check. So now this is the experience that he's talking about. That a person who's brought his tongue in order fully, always speaking the truth, no cutting corners, no compromising the truth, no rebirth, no words that are hurtful and causing taklif to people, unduly saying things that just break the morale of people, just keeps putting people down, just keeps bringing out unnecessary things and hurling abuse, vulgarity, talking obscenities. So now the person has cleaned all this out of his system and his tongue is completely in order. He says, you will never find such a person shirking in other aspects of this. So now this is what Allah Ta'ala is giving us. This is 
he probably pondered over this ayat of the Quran Sharif and then did this analysis and found that this is the reality. Allah Ta'ala is saying, if you bring your tongue under control in reality, yuslih lakum a'malakum wa yaghfir lakum dhunubakum. Your a'mal will come in order and your forgiveness you will receive. So this is a very, very important aspect. It's sometimes the most neglected aspect. Many a person who controls his gaze also fails with his tongue. A very important part of a mu'min is controlling his tongue. That is why Rasulullah one sahabi came and asked him that what do you fear about me most? What is the thing that you fear most about me? Meaning what can really cause damage and harm to me? Nabi Salaam held his own tongue and said this. This is what will cause the biggest problems for you. Dunya also, akhirat also. If it's not correctly used, it's not guarded. That's why the Mashayikh, their famous statement, Pehle tol, phir bol. First weigh it. In Urdu, because of the words, rhyme very easily. Pehle tol, phir bol. Tol literally means to weigh it. Weighing here in this context will mean, just see really what is this all about. How does it fit into the whole thing? Weigh it will fall on the side of the credits or the debits. The akhirat, which side of my book of deeds I'll find this in? Under the side which of all my good deeds or bad deeds? So, pehle tol, then, then if it's going to fall in the negative side of things, restrain the tongue. Don't say it. It is with this tongue that now a person does so many wrongs, so many sins, gets involved in so many things which totally get him off the track. So, this is the second ayat where Allah Ta'ala gives us this prescription. That this taqwa which is so essential this whole month of Ramadan, Allah Ta'ala gave us the Mubarak month of Ramadan for this purpose. This is what we have to keep pondering. And then the third ayat, we again the same command, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu taqullah. O you who believe, adopt taqwa. And then the prescription. The prescription, how is this taqwa going to be acquired? What's going to make it easy to acquire it? What's going to help to get a person onto the path of taqwa? So here there's a very very simple prescription Allah Ta'ala has given وَكُونُوا مَعَ الصَّادِقِينَ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهِ وَكُونُوا مَعَ الصَّادِقِينَ That be with the sadiqeen Be with the sadiqeen, literally the truthful The sadiqeen are the pious servants of Allah Ta'ala The true and obedient servants of Allah Ta'ala Good company, pious company this is the key factor. Person comes to the masjid now, he's in the month of Ramadan, somebody is in Atikaf, so now for the 10 days, he's now in the house of Allah Ta'ala, but together with that, he's in the company of people who are now, somebody is engaging in amal, somebody is making tilawat of the Quran Sharif, somebody is making nawafil, somebody is doing something else, some good deed. Now he's in that company, in that environment, even if the person came without any plan to do anything, but sooner or later he's going to get motivated to do something. Somewhere down the line the heart is going to take some impact on that environment. But then now after the month of Ramadan passed, the calf was over, now a person tries to start covering up for the lost time, Nawazubillah. That he wasn't going here, there and everywhere. So now he goes headlong back into those environments and starts joining again that company 
which is not conducive for his iman, not conducive for his amal, not conducive to uphold what he has acquired in Ramadan, what he has acquired in Atikaf. So then it's just a matter of a very short time before everything else gets washed away. Al-Maru ala dini khalilihi fal yandur ahadukum may yukhalil. Nabi Islam says a person, he'll follow the way of his friend. So beware of who you befriend. That friendship will make a person or break him. And this is something which we very quickly just fall into. Because of, now it's sounding exciting, there's a very very exciting circle of friends and some very uh, jolly people there, whatever else. So now a person finds it very difficult to resist. And now he's received some messages also inviting him to come and join up here and join up there. And he finds it very difficult now to say no. Oh, he finds it very difficult to be sitting alone now. Everybody is going, I must be sitting alone. But he's not sitting alone. At that time, he is with Allah. He is with Allah. Allah is with him. Inna allaha ma'al ladheena attaqaw. Allah is with those who have taqwa and those who do righteous acts, those who are muhsinun. Allah is with them. So he's not alone. So this is the very crucial thing, the company and the environment that a person keeps himself in. It's not just, just because there's something happening somewhere, a person says, well, let's just go, just, just pass some time. And place where the disobedience of Allah is taking place, sins are perpetrated blatantly, and just in the name of sometimes Islam as well, what not carries on. These are very dangerous places to be in. When Rasulullah was on his way to Tabuk, so he had to pass by the ruins of Samud. And some Sahaba who were ahead, it was a huge army. So somewhere way ahead. So when they came first to this area, now this is the place where the azab of Allah Ta'ala had descended. And these people were all destroyed. And the ruins were still existing. And because this was a road that was used, traveling used to travel, so the wells were still active. So people used to come because water, any place people would find water, that was the first thing they would do. They would draw the water. Water was such a a valuable commodity, such a scarce aspect. So in any case now, some Sahaba had already reached first. And they're passing through, they stopped now, there's wells here, there's water here. So they started filling up their containers, some already took the water, and they started making their dough to make their bread. And Nabi Islam was still somewhere behind, he was still coming along with other Sahaba. So somebody came and informed him, this is what has happened. Everybody's reached, so many have reached here already and they've drawn water from the wells. They've used it to make this dough already. They want to make their bread, their roti out of this. Nabi Wasallam gave the command immediately, all that water must be discarded. That dough also, nobody should ever use it. The most give it away to the animals to eat. Nobody must use anything from this area. Then Nabi Wasallam addressed them and said, that لا تدخلوا مساكن الذين ظلموا أنفسهم إلا أن تكونوا باكين 
Don't ever enter the places of these people who had oppressed themselves. Except, you know, now out of sheer necessity you have to pass. So now a person out of sheer necessity has to pass through a mall. And what is the halat of that mall, everybody knows. But now he has to go out of necessity. Either his work is there, his job is there, his business is there. Out of necessity he has to go and buy something there. So now this is not a place of some casual walk by. That now we got nothing to do for some pastime to go and roam around in these areas. All the nudity and the music is blaring in the ears. It's all impacting on the heart. And that zulmat and darkness is settling. So Nabi Islam is saying to them, don't ever enter the place of these people who have oppressed themselves. But now out of necessity, sheer necessity, you have to pass here. So how will you pass? Illa antakunu bakin. Except in a way that you are crying. Now the crying of the eye is not necessarily in a person's control. Sometimes the eye might cry, sometimes not cry. So that's not in his control. But the heart crying is in the person's control. So the heart must cry. The person is walking through that mall, is his heart crying. He knows what's going on here. It's a place of sheer fitna. But now they, if he had to go out of necessity, but his heart must cry. He's passing somewhere out of sheer necessity and it's a place of fitna. His heart must cry. So Nabi says, don't enter this place, except you are crying. Why? Out of fear that the azab that came upon them, when it came upon them, centuries ago, they are not existing now. But this is the place where that azab came. And the azab came at that time was the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, the kufr and shirk was in, and the disobedience of Allah was happening there. At this point in time nobody is here. But the effects of that are still here. Something that happened centuries ago, but the effects of that are still in that environment. So the Bishlaus will say to them, don't enter here just casually, because it might just draw down the azab on you. Then Nabi Islam had to pass also. So how he passed? He passed in a way, he covered his head. A person walking through the mall, he's opening his eyes wider. Nabi Islam covered his head. Person going through some place out of sheer necessity, place of fitna, supposed to be looking right down. One alim, out of need, he had to go sometimes to some place. He used to put earplugs and go. Alhamdulillah. That was the dictates of that taqwa. Not that this is a fatwa, that if somebody didn't put earplugs, so now he committed some sin, provided he's not paying attention to any of that. And his heart and tongue also is engaged in istighfar, in zikr. He's engrossed in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. But this Nabi Sallallahu is going, Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Nabi, and the most beloved of Allah Ta'ala, and with this whole army of Sahaba Ikram, the greatest people that walked on earth after the Ambiya Ali Musra. So such Mubarak people, such blessed people, people with barkat upon barkat. Nabi Islam is crossing past, how he goes, he covers his head. Because he doesn't want to see anything that's going on here. And then he speeds up his mount, that horse or camel, whatever he was riding, for Asra as Sayr. Because he wanted to get out of there very quickly. 
Now a person goes to that mall and I start walking even slower. What speed he was walking at, how the speed he left home, when he walks in he starts throwing down everything now. Because you take a casual walk out of the whole place. Now the person, all the fitna is on that beach and he's taking a casual stroll. He says, no, he's just breathing the fresh air. He found no other place on earth except where all the fitna is to come and breathe the fresh air. So this is the lesson that, look, this, this sin took place long time. And then azab came a long time ago. But the effects of that are still in the environment. So what can be said about that place where things are happening at that moment? Where the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala is happening at that moment. So how much more a person must be concerned? How much more his heart must be engrossed in Allah Ta'ala's remembrance? Now this is also environment. Now the kind of environment, this is teaching us the importance of being in the right environment. Being in the wrong environment, this becomes a very big problem. In one hadith it is mentioned that before Qiyamah, before Qiyamah what will happen? One army will walk, will march towards Makkah Mukarramah with the intention of destroying the Kaaba Sharif. And now some people who were not intending to go and do anything what they were planning, but they saw this whole army going along, so they said, well, somebody decided we'll catch a lift with them, they're going somewhere also in the same direction. Somebody, this is a good business opportunity, now they're going to have to buy some food to eat, whatever else, whatever the reason might have been. So many others joined up. They joined up, they will join up, but their purpose is not to go and do what they are doing. What this army's intention is. Nabi Salaam says, en route, they'll come past some points. يُخْسَفُ بِأَوَّلِهِمْ وَآخِرِهِمْ وَفِيهِمْ أَسْوَاقُهُمْ وَمَنْ لَيْسَ مِنْهُمْ Every single one of them will be swallowed into the earth. Even those who just jumped along to just do some business also. Those who were just taking a lift also. Every one of them will be swallowed into the earth. When the azab will come in dunya, it won't distinguish between who. In that company, it will land on everyone. Nabi Salaam was asked, but how come these people, they didn't have the same intention. Nabi Salaam said, they Qiyamah, they'll be separated. Those who were heading for this evil intention, they will be obviously taken to task for that. And those who didn't have that intention, then they will be separated from there. But in dunya, everyone will be sucked up into that. What happened? The wrong company. Sometimes the wrong company, a person just went to join without any wrong intention to. But that Allah knows best, what did he get him in? It sometimes makes him lose his respect in dunya also, and he loses akhirat as well sometimes. That is why there is one famous saying in Arabic, that لا تسأل عن المر وسأل عن قرينه Don't ask about a person, you want a reference about somebody? How's this fellow? Nice proposal came now. So you don't know how's he? Don't ask about him. Don't ask one word about him. Najib. Don't ask one word about him, so how are you going to know about him? He ask about who's his friends. Ask about who's his friends, you'll know who's he. If you know who his friends are, then you can take it that he's the same person. Like his friends. You get to know his friends, mashallah, a good company, people who are conscious of deen, then inshallah he'll be like that too. And if his friends are the opposite, then he can be appearing very different, but he's going to be similar. So this company, this is a very, very crucial thing to start off with, to acquire the goods and then to maintain the goods. Allah Ta'ala blessed us with this opportunity of Ramadan, of Atikaf, 
And Allah out of His grace and mercy allowed something to come in our heart. We might have made Toba. We might have made some commitments. I'm going to now change my life. I'm going to do this and do that. So this is all the coffee from Allah Ta'ala. That intention, that determination, that too is from Allah Ta'ala's side. But now we want to now follow up on that. We want to take it forward. One very crucial aspect is going to be the company that we keep, the environments that we go to, what kind of places we frequent. All that is either going to help us move forward, or Allah forbid, within days, within hours, it might drop us. So Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq, Allah Ta'ala bless us with this taqwa that this month of Ramadan was granted for. Allah Ta'ala make us among His true and obedient servants. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين ഹ <laughs> ഇല്ലാ <laughs> 
اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم يا أحد صمدا لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين وألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لأحسن الأخلاق لا يهدي لأحسنها إلا أنت وصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها إلا أنت إله العالمين يا الله وموس موسيف الموس غريشيس موس كاهين موس لذيك الله Allahu Alamin, Ya Allah, out of your grace and mercy, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Forgive what we did deliberately and mistakenly, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahu Alamin, forgive our shamelessness, Ya Allah. Forgive our disloyalty, Ya Allah. Forgive the khianat we have made, Ya Allah. The khianat of the eyes we have made, Ya Allah. The khianat of the ears and tongue we have made, Ya Allah. The khianat and Ya Allah. The khianat of every limb of the body, Ya Allah. Allahu Alamin, the heart has been, Ya Allah, drowned in all kinds of filth, Ya Allah. Allahu Alamin, what the khianat of the heart we have made, Ya Allah. Allahu Alamin, all this was amanat that you gave us, Ya Allah. Allah, we misused these amanats, Ya Allah. We filled all these amanats with filth, Ya Allah. Allahu Alamin, Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Wash away all this filth from us, Ya Allah. Purify us entirely, Ya Allah. Make us like the day we were born, Ya Allah. Allahu Alamin, keep us steadfast on Deen, Ya Allah. Keep us steadfast on righteousness, Ya Allah. Save us from every sin and vice, Ya Allah. Save us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Save us from going to places of evil, Ya Allah. Save us from evil company, Ya Allah. Allahu Alamin, Ya Allah. Keep us forever in good company, Ya Allah. Keep us in pious company, Ya Allah. Allahu Alamin, bless us with the wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Bless us with the wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Bless us with the wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Allahu Alamin, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Bless us with your ma'arifat, Ya Allah. Bless us with your ma'arifat, 
ያላት ያላህ ኢላሁ ላለቢን ያላህ ዊ ብሬክናይዝ ኦል ዱንያ ያላህ ዊ ብሬክናይዝ ቴክኖሎጂ ያላህ ዊ ብሬክናይዝ ስሞል ኤንድ ቢግ ቲንግስ ኦፍ ዱንያ ያላህ ኦር ዊ ፌል ቱ ሪኮግናይዝ ዘ ክሬኤተር ኦፍ ዱንያ ያላህ ዊ ፌል ቱ ሪኮግናይዝ ዩ ያላህ ብሌሰስ ዊዝ ዮር ማዕሪፈት ያላህ ብሌሰስ ዊዝ ዮር ማዕሪፈት ያላህ ብሌሰስ ዊዝ ዮር ማዕሪፈት ያላህ ኢላሁ ላለቢን ያላህ ዩ ጋይደስ ኤንድ ፕሮቴክተስ ያላህ ፕሮቴክተ ኦፍ ፋሚሊስ ያላህ ፕሮቴክተ ኢንታይ ኡማተ ረሱልላህ ሰለላሁ ዐለይሂ ወሰለም ኢላሁ ላለቢን ያላህ ሪሙቭ ዘ ሃርድሺፕስ ኤንድ ዲፊኩልቲስ ኦፍ ዘ ኡማተ Allah ilahu alalami remove the oppression from the ummah ya Allah Allah wave in the world the oppression is taking place ya Allah remove the oppression ya Allah ilahu alalami ya Allah Allah you hold back the hands of the oppressors ya Allah grant them hidayat ya Allah Allah hidayat is what decreed for them ya Allah you wipe them out from the face of this earth ya Allah Allah you shake them ya Allah bring your azab upon them ya Allah ilahu alalami remove them from the face of this earth ya Allah ilahu alalami ya Allah Allah we acknowledge whatever is happening is due to our sins ya Allah it is all our wrong doing ya allah allah forgive us ya allah allah we have become a source of musibat for the ummah ya allah we have become a source of difficulties and taklif for the ummah ya allah ilahu alalami due to our misdeeds ya allah even the animals are suffering ya allah ilahu alalami forgive us ya allah make us your obedient servants ya allah make us your righteous servants ya allah ilahu alalami enable us to live the mubarak sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah save us from the ways of the yahud and nasara ya allah ilahu alalami Allah you bless us with every good ya Allah save us from every evil ya Allah and all those who are sick them, give them complete shifa and afiyat ya Allah remove every trace of their ailments ya Allah billahul alamin ya Allah those are in any kind of difficulties and hardships remove it with afiyat ya Allah Allah grant barakat in each one's rizq ya Allah grant halal and tayyib rizq ya Allah save us from every drop and grain of haram ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah those who are in debts make their debts get paid with ease and afiyat ya Allah ilahu alamin all those who have passed away ya allah make that complete maghfirat ya allah raise their stages in the akhirah ya allah ilahu alamin when the time of our death comes ya allah allah take us with the kalima la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah allah take us on iman kamil ya allah take us on taubatan nasuh ya allah take us at a time you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you ya allah allah make our covered gardens of jannah for us ya allah grant us the shafaat of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya allah save us from the fire of jahannam ya allah save us from the fire of jahannam ya allah allah we can't bear the heat of dunya ya allah when the sun is millions of miles away from us ya allah ilahul alamin hundreds of thousands of miles away from us ya allah we can't bear the heat of the sun ya allah allah where we going to bear the heat of jahannam ya allah ilahul alamin how can we ever bear that ya allah ilahul alamin only with your grace can we be saved ya allah allah save us from jahannam ya allah allahumma a'tiq riqabana min an-nar allahumma a'tiq riqabana min an-nar اللهم اعتق رقابنا من النار اله العالمين يا الله give us the tawfiq of those a'mal that will take us straight to jannah ya allah through your grace and mercy allah اله العالمين يا الله we are not ya allah in any way able to take the pain of jannah ya allah we can't take the heat and smoke of jannah also ya allah اله العالمين save us ya allah save us from the azab of the qabr ya allah save us from the azab of the day of qiyamah ya allah bless us with the peace under the shade of your arsh ya allah اله العالمين يا الله you bless us with every khair ya allah bless us ya allah with jannatul firdaus without any hisab kitab 
ولاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه اجمعين والحمد لله